podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. everyone, Danny here and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. We'll be joined later on by Johnny Hancock from Port Vale's brilliantly named Ale and the Vale podcast um, as we look ahead to Saturday's game at Vale Park. But first, Charles Commons is back. Hello. How are you, Charles? How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Well, I'm full of a cold, but apart from that, I'm all right. I can right. hear that, yeah. A bit stuffy. A little bit. It's that basement you keep hanging out in. (laughs) (laughs) For the Patreon pod. Yeah, you keep putting me in the basement. Yes. Full of mould. You didn't go last night, did you? Um, We'll we'll talk about last night's game a little bit. 1-0 win over Newport. You watched on iFollow, though. Um, I did. Went through your usual emotions of, we're shit. Um, (laughs) A couple of players are all right. We're shit again. Oh, we're amazing. (laughs) That was it generally... is essentially like that, yeah. Yeah, most match days are like that. With... <laughs> I don't know what it is with me, right? Is that I, I can't enjoy, for some reason, the fact that we just win in the way that we do. Remember last year when everybody... Well, it wasn't even last year, the year before. Keith Curl, you know, everybody was moaning, weren't they, and saying that it's not attractive football and they're not enjoying watching it. It doesn't matter whether we win or not. Because they weren't enjoying the the brand of football, therefore it wasn't good enough. And you were quite against that opinion, weren't you, Danny? You were like, yeah. I, I just want to win, which is fine. But I kind of now feel like I'm not really enjoying it. And th- yeah, I feel, I feel like it's a little bit different. Like there's a slight difference. I yeah, think, yeah, I'm not comparing of- it. Yeah, I'm not saying that it is Keith Curl football or anything like that. I'm just... I want I all it is right is that I just want us to be as good as we can be. You know, yes. I'm I'm like that supportive parent, yeah, that that just wants your kids to do the best that they can in life. <laughs> Basically, Danny, I just want to score a goal from open play. Yeah, no, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? We almost did. We had a few chances. Hoskins had one cleared off Don't the line. Don't talk to me about Hoskins. <laughs> Uh, Koiki had one Don't at the back post. Don't talk to me about Koiki. Koiki really should have scored that at the back post. Oh, um, Epia went on a winding run at the end, which I quite liked that he was quite selfish about it. You know, he could have passed the thing to Apare. Um, it nearly went in, though, didn't it? Almost went in. It's a good save. It yeah. Good save, but it nearly um, but, So we're creating the chances. It's just not, we're just not putting them away. And it's been the case for a while now. Um, I don't know what the answer is. We've We've got scorers well strikers in now that look quite competent um and look like they can do some things hopefully it's a case of them getting embedded in and it'll happen i think koiki is playing further up now as a wing back that he can maybe he'll 
give Jeffy a moment eventually. <laughs> um, he's got to score at some point, hasn't he? He has to. Oh, yeah. he's got to. I mean, yeah. I hope that they work on his finishing in training. It, nothing think, else. He doesn't need to work on anything else. Well, you'd Just, hope they work on everybody's finishing at well, the minute. Well, yeah, but him specifically, work on your yeah. finishing. Yeah, but another, yeah, another 1-0, another set-piece winner. George Graham would be licking his lips <laughs> at this type of outlook. Um, Liam Roberts, as well, I just want to mention him. Again, mm. sterling performance, three or four amazing saves. Kept us in the game. I think he was named man of the match, though Fraser Horsfall then seemed to appear in the in the lounge. I don't know if he was stealing his award or what. But, <laughs> I think um, he maybe just sort of decided that, that that's it. I'm I'm going to. It, it was a bit like the other week when um, uh, when Guthrie scored, but it was also Paul Lewis's goal. Do you, do you remember, where oh, who yeah, were we playing yeah. the other week? And um, it could have been either one of them. And John Guthrie came in and accepted the Man of the Match award, claiming the goal despite it was actually turned out it was probably Paul Lewis's goal. And he probably knew it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Roberts, we've got to get him signed up, right? I'm really like worried now. about that. Yeah, <laughs> we really need to sign him yesterday, basically, because we don't want to go through that cycle again of losing our best player. Um, and he's undoubtedly in the top three of our best players, if not the top one. <laughs> Especially, you don't want to lose him for nothing, because no. he's only got a one-year contract. Well, no, exactly. And the way he connects to the fans, the way he comes to them afterwards, and he, he really feels like he's part of the club already, um, that's what you look for in a keeper, isn't it? You look for that one. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're thinking games like the tight games like Tuesday, you think you've got the trusty number one behind this. You've got to keep hold of that. Like, And I wouldn't be at all worried about him going to League One if that happened. Um, but let's go. I just think we've got to try and find a way to to get him locked in as soon yeah, as we can. I, I agree. Um, I, I presume and I hope that there is, much like in Ali Koike's contract, there's a uh, you know an option for mm. at least a year's extension. Um, yeah. I can't say... The, the football club, I will say that I, I do think in recent years they've improved in terms of their, their contracts and their transfer you know, dealings. Mm. So we seem to be a lot better now at getting our money's worth um, mm. on sales and, you know, hopefully when we're bringing in players we're we're not putting ourselves at too much of a risk whereas before i think we'd have been very adamant right now perhaps that liam roberts has only got that one year and mm. that's it there was no other whereas I, I whereas i don't know this for fact i'm just confident that there will be something there that just makes sure that we do have a way of keeping him without mm. just having to throw a new contract at him. Yeah. So hopefully. Yeah. We'd like to think so. Cause it's games like that. It makes a difference. And that is. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder yeah. how many games that we've recently won one nil or throughout the whole season. If we'd have had last year's goalkeeper, <laughs> we might be in the relegation zone. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, laughs> exactly. Yeah. There you go. So uh, man of the match performance, I think at the weekend, didn't you? Uh, for yeah, Doncaster against Sunderland, he got man yeah. of the match. Incredible, yeah. incredible. Um, last thing about last night, the referee, Mister Speedy, um, appalling again. And we're not going to go into a long conversation about the refereeing standards at League Two level, but 
that penalty was ridiculous that he didn't give that. Oh, you see, um, I don't know. I've watched it back set several times now, and I still can't quite see. Oh come on! Why it's a penalty? It's definitely a penalty. Is and it, if he's not giving it, I think linesman should quite easy. It. He quite clearly gets the ball, the defender, and he Paul Lewis is on the wrong side. So I don't, I, I can't see on the video where the foul is. Mm. I, it might just be the camera angle. I don't know, but I can't mm. see it. I, I thought it was a pen looking back. But um, in generally, it was poor the referee again. Oh God, he was awful. Shocking for both sides. I'm not, you know, yeah, yeah. he was. There was a there was a moment. Sam Hoskins did a ridiculous professional foul. You know, one of those where he and the referee just didn't didn't even signal to play on. It was just, I'm not looking at that. I'm ignoring <laughs> it. It was yeah. He was abysmal. Not giving free kicks for obvious things, and then giving giving them for. Minor things. And the other thing that was really, really annoying me was how um, Newport kept taking their throw-ins from about 20 metres up the pitch from where the ball went out of play. And it, it wasn't, yeah, we don't it wasn't the normal kind of like... Well, it was. I, I get it. They're allowed a certain distance, aren't they, as long as they start their run-up from where the ball went out of play. And I get that. But this wasn't like a small amount. They were literally, at one point, they went from being in... The ball goes out around about halfway inside Newport's half, and yet they're taking the throw in from inside ours. Mm. And it was just like I don't understand this at all. Why? Silly. And then I and then and then referees wonder why the players are having a go at them. The managers are having a go at them, and you kind of have this. There was this point where I just saw on the eye follow, John. I think it was the point where. John Brady was given a yellow card mm-hmm. on the touchline. And you can quite clearly see John Brady essentially turning around and saying, well, you're making stupid decisions. Buck your ideas up. And the referee's just like, oh, I'm in control of this game. And I was like, no, you're not. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Enough of my referees. Let's bring in uh, Johnny. Johnny Hancock's here from the... As I say, amazingly named Ale and the Vale podcast. Uh, how are you doing, Johnny? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, good. We were just talking before we went on air. I say on air, before I click the button to start the podcast, um, about last night. Good win last night for you guys. Um, and you went to Carlisle. I did. And back early morning. Was it a, was it a bus? Did you drive up? Or? Uh, no, a friend drove up. But yeah, so yeah. I was able to have a quick sleep on the way back. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lovely old trip, isn't it, up to, up to Carlisle? Yeah, it's, One it's of the reasons not, we... not too bad from where we are. It's straight one straight road. But... Yeah, good stuff. Um, wanted to start, um, take you back a couple of years, just to kind of break the ice a little bit, because I don't know if there's going to be any tension still. 2019-20, um, Cobblers were handed the playoff, spe- playoff place on PPG, uh, just ahead of Port Vale. Uh, Port Vale, I think at the time you were gaining quite a lot of momentum from what I remember. We were not gaining momentum <laughs> at all. We went on to win the playoffs. Um, was there, and maybe is there still any anger towards us from your fans for that? No, nothing from us. No. It was our, our chairwoman, Carol. She yeah. she made the decision. And yeah, it's it was gutting because we were on a good run, but it's it, it couldn't have ended any other way, I don't think. I think if people would have dug the reels in, we'd probably be still talking about it now. What I seem to remember from that is two different 
outlooks on the thing. One came from just down the road from a certain team in blue near us uh, who were potentially going into the playoffs in League One, who were kicking up a fuss left, right and centre, throwing his toys out of his pram. And then noticing how Carol Shanahan went about her business and was so much towards what's better for League Two, what the, what the best thing is for the league and just being really gracious about it. And I thought that was, that to me, I, I wasn't a massive fan, I have to be honest, of Port Vale as a club before that, just because the Alex Nichols incident a few years ago. Um, that sort of thing really starts to change your mind a little bit towards clubs because she's just been the complete opposite of the that other bloke, the the Irish bloke, I'm going to call him because I don't want to mention their name <laughs> from uh, the team that are now potentially coming back down again. Um, it just it it just was quite refreshing, I thought, from her, and not just because we won the playoffs, but because of football in general. Yeah, it was hard to take as a fan because of where we were, but then when you sit and listen to her and her explanation, you kind of can't argue with it. Um, so yeah, I think you you'd. Tramier, they they came up with their ingenious way to try and stay up in League One because they won a couple of games, um, and I just think like when you when you look at overcomplicating things, that that hundred percent would have done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, in general, since Cal Shanahan's taken over from your beloved Norman Smurthway, <laughs> um, what what kind of changes have you seen so far? Um, is it easier to tell me what hasn't changed really? <laughs> Because she's came in and she hasn't torn everything up, as uh, so to speak, but everything has changed. So there's seats in the rest of Warren Street. Um, so even though it can't be used at the minute because there's no kiosk, it just looks better. It had a paint job. The toilets have been cleaned. The food kiosks have been done up. There's The product on the pitch is a shitload better than it's been for a, a few years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's she's literally worked at everything she possibly can do in such a short space. There's still still a couple of things that aren't great. Like this, the pitch isn't in the best of conditions at the moment, but it's built on it's built on clay. So you kind of can't blame anyone for that, other than the fact that it's going to cost a fair few quid to to sort out. And now we've got a concert on it in the summer, so we're not going to do it this year. So nice. Who's coming to? Uh, Robbie Williams is there. I was going to say, it's so Robbie Williams, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, um, so basically a complete refresh of the club, you'd say. Yeah, so, from, from top to bottom as well. Yeah. There's, it, it, there's more professional. Like it's, it's something as stupid as the players would have burger and chips on a, on a day, like on training day, and now they've actually got a nutritionalist and they're doing actual food. <laughs> rather than going, oh, what what do you want to eat today, boys? And it's you think a professional footballer would know, but then you have to realise that they're just they're just blokes at the end of the day. So you've got to give them a bit of got to give them a bit of guidance, and that seems to what we're doing. She's a fan as well, right? Portfell fan. From... Yeah, she's she's not like she's not a lifelong fan. Um, she moved to the area and then came down and then got the buzz and then hasn't looked back but so she is a fan but not not one of these lifelong fans like you like some people think mm-hmm. so um going to on the pitch now daryl clark took over midway through last season was that a bit of a surprise appointment or because you i think was it warsaw you got him from yeah you paid, up, paid up his compensation didn't you that's i think that's quite rare in league two isn't it to to do that 
Yeah, especially especially for a club sort of in Walsall's position at that time. I think when he left them, they were ninth, and we were about sixteenth, seventeenth. So it it wasn't like it wasn't like we were doing well, and our manager had just been poached, so we were poaching another one. It was we were in serious threat of actually falling out of the league completely. So to to see to see us take another club's manager. It was it was a bit of a shock, but it was great ambition too. Yeah, so first summer in charge this year, first first full season, sorry, in charge this this year. How's he reshaped the side so far? Well, he released sixteen players in the summer, nice. so <laughs> that's it. And and then he's gone on to get rid of another five in January. So uh, I think there's only about four players that were here last season that are still in the squad. So, yeah, it, it's fair to say that he's kept hold of the players that actually could do a bit of on the pitch and then filled in the gaps, really. That's, was it Was it major change needed, do you think? That's oh, 100%. There were, there, were, there were some rot in the club and I think you only have to look at where some of the players have ended up to kind of see that it, it, was, it was the right decision to make. Yeah, so, so what have you done in January? What's your business been so far? Um, we sold Devante Rodney to yep. Walsall um, and he's injured till March. Yeah. So that's a great piece of business, getting getting some money for actually someone that's played about six games for us all season. Um, we sold Ryan Johnson to Stockport. Um, we'd only signed him on a free in the summer, so that, was, that wasn't too bad. Um we sold Leon Leg to Harrogate. Um, Scott Burgess's contract got terminated, and he signed for Grimsby. And Danny Whitehead also got terminated, and I don't really know or care what he's doing because he's potentially the worst footballer I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and then we've signed Connor Hall from Harrogate, um, centre half. We've signed Chris Hussey from Cheltenham. Oh, now you're testing me. <laughs> um, Thomas Holy from Ipswich on loan, um, Kean Harrett from Huddersfield, um, Ryan Edmondson from Leeds, and Joel Cooper from Oxford. I think that is everybody that came in in January. I haven't got the list. I'm not going to test you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll trust you. <laughs> I think out of that list, though, the, the the one interesting name from a cobbler's perspective that immediately comes, you know, slapping us in the face is Ryan Edmondson. <laughs> Um, he wasn't very good for us last year when we had him on loan from Leeds. How's he faring for you guys? He scored. He scored. He scored one for us already. Did he really? Blimey! Yeah. <laughs> he just about did. I've seen it. <laughs> he, he, he was two yards out. I was going to say it almost hit him, didn't it? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. So if he would have missed it, it would have been a, a bigger shock than actually scoring. But he's he's a workhorse. He, he runs the channels well. Um, for a big lad, he's got a bit of pace about him. So he's hard working. He looks like he's he's a very rough diamond at the moment. And if you can get him in the box and scoring, that would be grand. But at the minute, he, he played probably 40, 45 minutes out on the left-hand side of a three um, against Carlisle. So it's kind of like quite an interesting sort of situation with him at the minute. Is it is it permanently you've signed him or? No, just on loan. On loan he, yeah. he was on loan at Fleetwood and 
Leeds okay. cancelled his loan and sent him to us. So. <laughs> Interesting. So they cancelled his League One loan to send him to League Two. Yeah, that makes a little bit more sense now, Charles. I think because <laughs> um, like League One, he just looked completely out of his depth. Whether what that was probably to do with a lot of things, could potentially find his level here. I guess in League Two. Um, go back a little bit. First day of the season, did you come up to Sixfields? I did. Nice. What you What do you think that day? Um, I thought it was two evenly matched teams. It wasn't wasn't very pretty. And then our keeper decided to um, decide to have a moment of madness, and <laughs> not his last this season. <laughs> he's been sent off twice, hasn't he? Now, it's, yeah. If you yeah. listen to some fans, he also got sent off in the preseason game as well um, <laughs> against Chesterfield. But that that wasn't really a red card. He came storming out his area, diving diving headed it away, and shoulder shoulder their lad in the face, and <laughs> got sent off. So it's his. Um... Just to be mindful, this is Lucas Conovan, Colliv- yeah. um, who's um, he signed from um, Torquay, was it? Yep, scored um, the equalising goal in the playoff final. That's it, yeah, scored the equalising goal in the playoff final. Comes to you. Do you? How do you feel about him as a goalkeeper? Do you kind of like the character of him, or do you just get nervous? Around I him? love him. I, I, yeah. I loved him. I think the, the, the annoying thing about him was, it, well, is, is he's a good goalkeeper. He's just now like two red cards in, in one season's bad enough as it is. Two red cards in half a season, especially the one against you. I can let him off with. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's come out, he's tried to play a bit of football, he's fucked it, and then done the only thing he thought possible. Hindsight is just just let your lad score eleven men. We were pretty even. We missed a chance from about. Thirty centimeters out, I think, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. So the, the and, and second half when, when we were ten against eleven, you weren't amazing. Mm-hmm. So eleven v eleven, there's obviously a chance of getting back into it. The second red card, I think, if you've ever played football and your manager says he's good, leave one on him. <laughs> the one thing you don't want to do is your keeper to go up to collect the ball <laughs> and then decide to kung fu chick kick someone in the chest, <laughs> and that is literally what he did. So. You kind of have to question his mentality there a little bit, uh-huh. especially after making two brilliant saves in the game. But yeah, it's it's a shame. But then we've replaced him with someone that's about nine foot tall. So this is holy, is it? Yeah, switch, yeah. Is he in Saturday? Yeah, he was in last night. Kovlan yeah. was up and he was in goal. Kovlan wasn't even on the bench. So oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it, it looks like him. He's he's got a lot of groveling to get back in the squad. <laughs> Um, so where are you now? You're sat in eighth with are, yeah. at least a game in hand on everyone above two, three on Newport. Uh, good place to be, do you think, at the moment? I'd prefer to be third, <laughs> no lie. Um, eighth is a touchy subject based on what you said <laughs> earlier. Yeah. So one of the things that Carol said is we don't do eighth after that and now we're sat in eighth again and it's like, Oh, like this. This could this could be a disaster. Um, so yeah, I think I'd prefer points on the board, but who knows? It, it could be. It could do as well. There's always one team that makes that late surge. So why not be the team that was fourth in December and then tenth two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. There seems to be a lot of teams doing that. And there, there's, I mean, Leighton Orient were second or third a few weeks ago. Now they're down in the bottom half. You've got um, 
Bristol Rovers going up and down quite a lot. You've got Salford who are just knocking on the door and coming back. Swindon were up in the top two or three. They've gone down. It, it, it's a lot of moving because of the games in hand. I think isn't it? So yeah, yeah. It's 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 a very very weird sort of league, isn't it? At the moment, and then you've got teams like Crawley that have come into a bit of form as well. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. I just I fi- I've got a feeling that you're on a little bit of an upward momentum. And do you still? With the games in hand, see yourselves as in for the top three or set up a playoff place now if you can get it? If, if you offered it me today, I'd obviously bite your hand off of a playoff place, but we're eight points, eight points behind you in third with two games in hand on you. So there's obviously... You, beating you Saturday would make a massive difference to the feeling. I think at the minute we just want to get back in the playoffs and then we'll, we'll assess from there, but... It's it's just a it's been a weird season so far. Mm. Um, you lost to Salford a few weeks ago. Since then, it does seem to have picked up a little bit, from what I can tell, in terms of performances as well. Is that something that you've noticed as well? Is it is it has things changed since then? Annoyingly, we were brilliant against Salford. Yeah, you, you were peppering them, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> we had three cleared off the line. And then conceded one from um, Elliot that's just signed for Bradford, so we're going to have to see him again soon. Um, but yeah, like, so it was re- it was one of them games where we probably could have still been playing now and once scored. It was just that sort of game, um, and then we got caught on from well from a breakdown of a set piece. They just launched it back in the box, and he went and scored an header. Um, after that, we were horrible against Scunthorpe a team that came to come sit in and just asked us to beat them rather than a game of football. So that wasn't pretty, but they're games that we've slipped up on in the past. So that was nice. Um, went toe-to-toe with Forest Green and should have won. Um, and then, yeah, we beat Carlisle last night. So it's 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 looking better. Seven points from three games. You can't really complain about when Forest Green have been there. Yeah. What, what did you make of Forest Green in that? game Johnny we, we, we've kind of got a running joke where Chesy one of our co-presenters calls them atrocious doesn't think that they're actually that good um, we drew with them one all a couple of weeks ago you've also drawn with them one all as well recently what what did you make of them well so we, we've beat them this season and drew with them now um, so I just they're an organised team but then both times, both times we've played him, they've been without um, Matty Cadden. Ah, right. Okay. So, <laughs> haven't actually seen them at full strength. Um, from from what I hear, he's tearing up the league against everyone else. So either he doesn't fancy it when it comes to us, or we're just we're, we're just getting quite lucky. Um, so, I don't think anyone's that good in this league. Is the honest opinion. Mm. There's no one you sit and look at and go, "Oh, they're a good side." Like Swindon were probably the best side we've seen play recently, and look at them now that they've got fans asking for the manager to be sacked. Yeah, it is crazy, isn't it, how that works? And you know, because like like you say, it was only what three or four weeks ago that that they beat us five two. It was the game before yeah. they faced Man City, and yeah, like you say, they now want want their manager out, which is ridiculous. Um, coming on to your players, um, 
when I, look, I was looking through your squad, the one name that stands out, probably because the opening day of the season, because like you said, missed from about three yards out, <laughs> right in front of me and Charles, actually. I think that was what Charles from what I remember. It was. You threw um, some Haribo eggs at him. It was one of them where you just think, how on how is it, uh, that even possible that he missed? But um, James Wilson, I'm talking about, formerly a Man United. Uh, is he back to his best? Because since then, he's your top scorer. Um, from what the forums are saying on him, he seems to be working a lot harder these days in terms of adding work rate to his games as well as finishing. Has he become a lot more dangerous than he even was before? Well, he's got man of the match in the last three games. Uh-huh. So I think that tells you a lot about it. Um, he, he's, he's, His first touch is something to be admired. He's, he's, he, I think I don't think you'll find a better one in League Two. You can tell that he's he was at United and rated at United by how he how he glides across the pitch. His assist last night was beautiful, um, perfectly weighted, and then he scored a goal where he rifles it in, the keeper spills it, and then he just follows it up and smashes it even harder. Um, so he's working very hard. He was at right back at one stage last night. Um, you can't you can't doubt that he wants it and he's working hard and he's he, there's a player in there. I just I think you've got to find the right position for him. I don't I don't believe that he's a natural number nine. Do you think Edmondson will step into that role with Wilson a little bit behind him? Is that one? So we started last night with Edmondson and Harrit up front and Wilson in the number ten role. Mm-hmm. And that seemed to that that seemed to suit him really well, and then he went out on the right for the for forty forty five minutes because Clarky likes to change it around at a drop of a hat, and then you're confused because a player that was playing somewhere is now in a complete opposite position. So um, overall, happy with how things are at the minute. Getting, yeah, overall yeah. happy. There's not much to complain about. Let's hope we give you something. Um, one last question before predictions, which I'm now I think I'm going to ask every week because. We only seem to score this way, but how are you on set pieces? We can't defend them. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Is there a lot of goals conceded from set pieces? Because that we're would just, give us a little bit of hope. We're just a small, small side, really. So I think the, the centre halves we've got, the, the, well, we played a centre mid centre half last night. He was six foot two, six foot three. Um, so that wasn't too bad. Connor Hall's. 6-2 I think and then Nathan Smith's 5-11 if I'm being generous um, so yeah the the back three that we play aren't blessed with height but then there's like I said there's a, there's a nine foot goalkeeper behind him so you've got to hope that he comes and gets a few bits and pieces now Nice uh, we'll come on to predictions then Charles I have to admit I'm a little bit worried about this one I think it's got like I said at the start probably one of our toughest games left away from home. I never really like us going to Port Vale. I just get the feeling it's one of them places that we very rarely get things and it's always a tough atmosphere. So I'm a little bit concerned. I don't know about you, what are you going to go for for this one? Uh, well, first of all, Danny, you've forgotten that we've got a jingle to play out. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh. We've got a prediction jingle, of course. Yes, have we got a new one? We have. This one is from Malcolm. Oh, Jingle King.
I've been supporting the town since I don't know when. We turn up week after week to watch us struggling again. Look at us now, arm at Waza booked again, I don't know how. We've hit the post again and lost control. All we want is a few more goals. Just one shot and the whole North Stand would sing. Hoskins, Pinnock or Canoe, get it in! Whoa, come on cobblers. Here we go again, let us know what are your predictions. Come on cobblers, will we win again and get us talking about a proper ding dong. Don't leave us broken hearted, help get the talking started. Email, tweets or just a WhatsApp. Email your predictions to podcast at cobblers2me.com. Please. Look, if you don't, all we get is Neil predicting nine all draws every week, as if that's going to happen. Brilliant. Thank you, Malcolm. Proving once again that he is the king of the jingle. Um, yeah, I don't know where to go from that, Charles. Uh, well, you, you um, want a prediction from me. I want a prediction, is the, yes. Is the way to go with this, isn't it? Um, I am feeling negative. Good. Uh, okay. In in the vain hope that my negativity will be rammed down my throat, I don't think. I, well, I, I think it's been a long time since I saw the Cobblers win at Vale Park. Yeah, it does feel like that. I'm sure I have been. memories of. Was it was it Nathaniel Wedburn who got sent off there? Oh, potentially, yeah. There was there was some midfielder that that didn't really play that much and got sent off. I remember one year. I've also got memories of a shaved Mark Richard scoring against us. <laughs> I say shaved, shaved headed. Uh, he didn't just get up in the morning and have a shave um, <laughs> before he laced up his boots. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Last time we went to Vale Park, it was a one-all draw on the. Was it the opening day of the season, twenty nineteen twenty? I think it was the first second, away game. First second, away, yeah. It's when Watson scored. Steve goals. Arnold basically hurt himself, didn't he, in goal? Yeah. Uh, within moments, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go for a one-nil win again. Let's go for three one-nil wins on the bounce. I'm not going to be very happy with the performance, but a win is a win I is a win. Matters. I, don't, I genuinely don't think it matters here. Yeah, and um, it will be Guthrie's turn to score as well this time. Yeah. I was just looking through the last games. We won 3-2 at Port Vale in 2016. That's which, a while back, isn't it? Yeah, makes sense. Um, Johnny, how are you feeling about this one? Uh, and firstly, have you recovered from that jingle? And... Um, yeah, that that was that was <laughs> something. <laughs> um, that's, that's why we're award-winning, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think just on that jingle, it's it's killed all it's killed all the all the hope. If if you can pull one of them out, what can you do on the pitch? <laughs> um, but yeah, you've just mentioned John Guthrie, the ex-crew centre half, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. That says it all. <laughs> set set piece. Yeah. <laughs> um, my head is saying, I'd happily take a point my heart is saying it's about time that we put on a performance at home and fold it up with some goals so I'm in with a 2-0 victory Mm -hmm. I think 
I'm going 1-1 for this, and I think that's quite optimistic. I'm really dreading it. I don't know why. I think if we come away from a point with a point, stay in the top three, that I'll be happy with that. So let's see what happens. But thank you so much, Johnny, for coming down, coming on. No, anytime. Stuff. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Danny. Next week, we're going to be talking to a Colchester fan. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.